This podcast is brought to you by Rebel Rebel, partners to Spaceback and specialists in social display. Reach out to them today to find out more about their Spaceback managed service product, an end-to-end solution that allows brands and agencies to test the power of Spaceback across South Africa's biggest sites. Let's talk digital. We are at the cutting edge of digital tweaks, changes, transformation. A local digital marketing podcast. Conversing with industry experts and getting excerpts about the exceptional. Hosted by Audrey Naidu. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. I'm really looking forward to what's coming up in South Africa in the next couple of months and years. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me, Audrey Naidu, on Let's Talk Digital. It is said that 86% of consumers suffer from banner blindness. We can all relate to this. Think about it. The average person gets bombarded with over 1,700 banner ads per month. Roughly only 8% of users will be able to recall a company, product or service after viewing an ad. Ad fatigue and banner blindness are common problems associated with display advertising. Today we delve into our tech and data propelling disruption in the creative space, exploring how local brands are innovating within social media display advertising. I'm joined by Casey Saran, CEO of Spaceback, and Danny Kriev, Managing Partner at HIG, two leading experts to talk to us about social display advertising. Welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. Hi, Audrey. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks for having us, Audrey. Yes, and I see one is joining us all the way from San Francisco. Yeah, that's right. And it is early in the morning here. Yeah, and we are just closing off our day in Johannesburg. So guys, before we start the podcast, tell our listeners more about yourself, who you are and how you met. Okay, thanks, Audrey. So uh, my name is Danny Fifth. I'm the MD of Rebel Rebel, which is a new company um, started prior to the pandemic. Um, that represents some really exciting products in digital advertising space for the African market. Um, we've just opened an office in the UK and um, yeah, looking to uh, world, world domination really. Yeah, and I am Casey Saren and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Spaceback and we are the leaders in social display, which uh, I think we'll be talking, talking more about today. Cool. So, I mean, just to talk about how we, we met. So, I mean, it's it's quite serendipitous. We keep talking about it and keep bringing it up every time we have our status session, essentially. But we met in October 2017 at um, Programmatic IO, which is a, a great conference held in New York City by a company called Ad Exchange every year. Um, so, I mean, how it worked was my colleague, Harris and I were enjoying some of the free beer during happy hour. And looking out over Times Square, um, when I got bumped by some guy with the beard who was trying to get a selfie with one of the digital billboards on the conference organizers that bought space, um, he apologized. He asked where we were from, we heard the accents, and uh, we got to exchanging contact details. And basically, from there, we ended up running the first Spaceback campaign outside the US for um, Pepsi back then in early 2018. Um, so we've been working together ever since to grow the, the adoption of Spaceback in this market. Oh, that's an amazing story. I mean, who would have thought people from two different parts of the world meeting like that? But it was planned, hey? It was fate. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think um, yeah, considering that we've been working together and chatting, I think, on a weekly basis since then, um, yeah, it's been one of the more serendipitous meetings in my lifetime. Yeah, guys, so let's start um, 
Let's start the conversation in terms of the topic today, which is creative innovation within social display. And I really like to start by defining what social display means, because I think there's a lot of confusion in terms of um, display advertising and social media. And I see you guys have combined both paid media and social uh, marketing into one, calling it social display. Um, Can you help us define this? Yeah, I can take that one. Um, this is Casey here. So social display is, is really just the authentic recreation of social media content in standard ad units. Uh, so it's the idea of when instead of encountering an ad unit, the user encounters something that feels a lot more like uh, an authentic social media experience, like they might encounter on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or LinkedIn or Twitter. You know, there's a lot of, lot of different platforms that brands are creating great content on. And we're just really seeing that, uh, especially over the past five years or so, the banner ads have become more of an afterthought for creative teams uh, and teams at brands where their social media content is really at, at the forefront of, of driving relationships and expressing brand identity. Uh, so we're just finding that people are, are much more drawn to this high quality content that brands are creating in social environments. Um, we look at what they're doing with influencers and hashtags and even new things like challenges coming up. Uh, brands are always innovating in, on the social side of things where banner ads haven't really seen too much innovation in the past 10 years, despite all the innovation in, in programmatic where the uh, obviously like auction systems and private marketplaces and measurement and targeting capabilities have all improved a ton. A lot of the user uh, or ads that we're seeing uh, in market are, are ads that could have been running uh, 10 years ago, where the experiences on social are definitely uh, innovating at a faster pace and, and much more user friendly. Um, so we, we're just seeing that by putting social experiences in traditional banner ad units, uh, that, that we're driving much better performance and engagement from, from users. And uh, there's a lot of efficiencies for the brands as well. Okay, so um, how is social display different to traditional social media ads? It's more the, the context in which a user sees it. So um, social display does work with both, both organic posts or uh, sponsored posts, dark posts, paid posts. Uh, so all post types, but really what's different about uh, a social display ad and just an ad on Facebook uh, is, is the context for which the user sees it. So when a user sees an ad on Facebook, they're, they're in that social environment, they're seeing other Facebook posts. When a user sees a social display ad, they might be checking the weather, for example, or uh, on, on any publisher that is, is selling ads programmatically. Um, the buyer can uh, put a social media experience in those placements, which is generally uh, a lot more familiar, a lot more engaging. Uh, and we do see that it, you know, it's about 74% of people who report that they avoid banner ads. And 78% of people say that they do use social media to research products and make purchase decisions, see what their friends are buying. So it's really taking that experience of social media, but putting it into the into a different context and a different environment where brands are traditionally running more of those you know boxes and rectangles of, of display ads that we see every day. So what's what's broken with the current process? I think uh, in terms of the current process, I believe that uh, creative and media are just way too far apart right now. Um, Oftentimes, creative is developed outside of the proposed media plan, which to me is completely backwards because the media plan is where the various placements and environments are decided upon. 
Um, the media is responsible for providing the, the case list, the material specifications, and the deadlines for this creative. And finally, media sits on all of the insights from the previous campaigns, which can then and should be considered when developing creative for upcoming campaigns. So if you can imagine, I mean, with this process now being the norm, media is always the one left answering questions when campaigns don't perform as they should. So I really believe that there's a real opportunity for a more aligned approach when it comes to bringing media and creative close together. And with Spaceback, we're able to give the media side of things the opportunity to take some form of ownership over the creative that they end up using for their display and video campaigns. Yeah, I'm just picking up a few insights from what you just said is um and i completely agree with you being in the in the marketing industry myself is that one um very often it's asked what media leads um and creative has to follow um so i mean um the question i always ask is what comes first media or creative um and you rightly put it that it should be a a com- combination of efforts because both should be weighted evenly and then secondly um i think that the fact that creative does not actually um get involved in the measurement piece of how well the creative is as delivered for the brand uh, and we often find that it's often media performance that we see and we're missing the creative performance of campaigns um so how do you solve for that yeah audrey i think that's a really good point that you make that uh we we miss we don't understand creative performance on its own we really measure creative success based on media success and what's really interesting about social environments is that we do have real time signals from users in the form of likes and follows and repins and retweets and all of these various interactions that users can have with the content um where where social teams actually get a lot more real time feedback and and insights as to what type of content is resonating with users and that content is you know there's this feedback loop where they're always getting better the challenge with banner ads is no one's liking or following uh, an ad um it's just it's just not what people do so by seeing those likes and comments and engagements uh, in the ad unit it does really tell the user like what they're seeing is not you know it's not a traditional ad this is content that people are engaging with because they choose to um and and that's what's really different from social display and traditional ads and that's also why i think social content is so much superior to ad content uh because those social teams do have that feedback loop and they know what's working and it's really uh, adaptive and responsive in real time where banner ads often are planned you know 3 months before the campaign and then they're in market for you know 3 months during the campaign and we're analyzing media performance and that really just leaves leaves the whole creative piece out of the equation or at least that feedback loop is is so slow and and non-directional uh that that it's really impossible for creative teams to to get better at building creative. Mm, I completely agree with that. Um you have recently published a social display um uh, South African report for the first time. What were some of the key takeouts from this report? Yeah, so I mean we're actually about to to release that to the public now. It went out to um you know people who who attended our webinar that we represented on that. Um but um yeah bring a completely new category globally like we thought that this report showing local results and case studies would be the best way to educate the market so we took data from all campaigns run through our managed service product from about September 2019 
all the way through to the end of July 2020. And this is about, I think about plus minus 15 million impressions worth of data. And across those 15 million impressions, we noted that social display creatives built from Instagram posts performed the best. Um, and they came in at roughly 5.8 times better than the industry standard benchmark for click-through rate. Now, I know, you know a lot of people will say, yeah, but you know, we, we can't measure click-through rate anymore. We need to look at engagement, we look at, look at reach. But basically click-through rate is one of those you know, archaic kind of metrics that we still do use to measure you know, at least performance of creative in an online world. So if you think of the this current industry standard benchmark that we all seem to be happy with, 0.15% you know, of people clicking on banners, something you know at about 1% on average across 50 million impressions, we saw is quite a, a big um, achievement. Um, some of the top end creatives in that report were generating between four and five percent tick through rate. And I know some of these skeptics also thinking, well, you know, brand safety, fraud protection, all that kind of stuff. It was all verified by integral ad science um, in terms of the viewability and fraud. So there were no bots clicking on those ads. Um, you know, secondly, we saw that creatives served on mobile devices uh, did a lot better than their desktop counterparts. And this is probably because, you know, with the visual formats like the 300 by 600 and the 320 by 480 that we push a lot for mobile campaigns, um, they generally take up, you know, 80 to 90 percent of the screen real estate when browsing uh, in, a, in a mobile environment, specifically on a smartphone. So we can understand why that that engagement rate and that particular rate was so high. And then finally, we saw that you know social display ads with video drove way better performance than those without. And I think that speaks to you know, people being more um, aware of aware of these ads as opposed to you know it's not a it's not an in an outstream video or a pre roll video it's a piece of content playing in an ad space that they're used to on their favorite site so there were a lot more views there were a lot more interactions a lot more engagement on video ads um, we were able to you know luckily put about six case studies in there with you know, quotes from brand managers. Um, so we're very, very excited to kind of release that to the end of this week. Now, that should be exciting. So who are some of the brands that you would say is leading in the space in South Africa? Well, I mean, funny enough, I have to say it, but Capitec. Um, Capitec have been a real good supporter, a big supporter of social display in this market. Um, you know, one of the first brands to get on board and actually see the true value of it. Um, you know, somebody else that joined the fray, obviously, you know, with Pepsi being our first ever space back campaign in South Africa, um, Doritos and Lay's have done a lot of work on that. And I think they're actually starting to build creative for use with space back now. Um, so we're seeing some really, really great results there. Yeah, but now, Audrey, not to pile on, but one thing that's really interesting about social display as well is um, it really works for pretty much any vertical, uh, or it's less about the vertical, but it's more about brands that have a strong social media presence generally tend to work really well with Spaceback. Um, so those that are making investments in social content and posting regularly, uh, and those can be you know brands across, uh, you know obviously you know, great in fashion and lifestyle and entertainment, uh, but we see CPG and retail and auto um, even finance brands that, that are ha, have made it a point to be more social first in, in their content strategy. Um, so social display can, can work across a lot of different verticals because uh, of how invested these brands are in, in their social presence. So I just need to ask you a question about um, maybe a challenge. Um, social media 
and I'm talking about social media teams, both within the agency and client side, are often divorced from the digital marketing teams or the paid media teams. How do you um, do you work with these teams? Are you finding similar challenges? So I think that's that's both a challenge and an opportunity. Uh, I think the the reality is that social media and paid media have been traditionally thought of as two different worlds, uh, different teams, different budgets, uh, and, and different approaches to engaging users. Where we think social is really shines is in terms of authenticity. And when we started Spaceback, we actually, um, you know, I, I had been working a, a lot of different jobs in the industry that were, you know, more more on the programmatic infrastructure. And I wanted to take a step back and, and look at really how do we improve the user experience and, and less, less how do we make things better for the buyer or the seller. Like, you know, I think the user is one of the most important parts of the value exchange that is often forgotten when we think about, um, you know, opportunities and, and efficiencies and how do, we, how do we make the whole value exchange work better. Um, I feel like the user has been kind of left behind or left out of the equation sometimes. So we really started with the user experience and how do we make this as, as authentic as possible for, for the user. Um, and we think that because it, it feels like an authentic social experience, that is why it works so well in, in display environments. So coming back to your question, um, we think that because these teams are, are so focused on engagements and likes and comments and uh, the, these other metrics where you know ultimately like they care about the primary KPIs, but a lot of times what they're focused on when they're creating content is those more engagement-like metrics. And we find that that approach to content creation, uh, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive, but it works really well, extremely well in other channels because it looks and feels authentic. It combats banner blindness because it doesn't look like any other ads that the people in the paid media world are, are making and designing. Um, it comes from this social world that, that is seen as much more authentic. So the fact that these worlds are kind of different definitely does present challenges in terms of operations and, and approvals and you know, just getting teams to talk to each other. Um, but a lot of times like senior people at brands really understand like the, the need over time, like whether or not social display exists for, for these worlds to move closer together. And that's where we see a ton of opportunity. Um, but from a content development perspective, we actually think it's it's a, a good thing that the, these content teams are focused more on uh, user content, like qual high quality user content, uh, and and how the users are going to engage more so than the the end KPI, which tends to get you know people in a room arguing about which font to use for the click here button. Um, where social teams are thinking a lot more about what influencers to work with and what kind of like content do they do they use to promote brand identity. Um, which, which is quite different from the creative process for, for the traditional paid media space. How would you work with both media agencies and creative agencies? Yeah, so we, we work with uh, media agencies a lot um, because we are helping them uh, activate campaigns and generate creative. Uh, in terms of creative teams, we have seen some creative teams use, use Spaceback software uh, to, to convert social posts into creative that they can provide to the media agency. Um, but at the end of the day, we believe that, that creative teams are best doing creative work. Um, and a lot of times, like, you know, using social assets or uh, programmatic ads isn't really a new thing. It just tends to go through an old process and come out the other end very, like, it loses its authenticity, uh, authenticity when it goes through kind of the traditional design process. 
um, because it's people cropping and resizing and adding logos and different fonts and colors and calls to action. And at the end of the day, it comes out looking a lot more like a banner ad. So uh, um, by providing creative teams with uh, ways that they can retain the authenticity of the original social content they're developing is where we get the, the most efficiency on the creative side and the best results on the media side. Mm, and Casey, you mentioned that uh, when we had a conversation that Spaceback offers two products currently to market. Can you expand on that? Yeah, I'll let, I'll let Danny answer that one. Yeah. So um, we work with media agencies in, in one of two ways. Um, first off, we've got our managed service product. Um, so managed service is essentially we build the ads for you. We do all the media buying across open exchange and premium inventory through you know a selection of, of quite a number of preferred deals with South African publishers. We handle the implementation, the optimization, and the reporting. Um, and then, as previously mentioned, we add on you know brand safety, fraud prevention, and viewability monitoring by IAS. Um, we sell this as like a you know a flat CPM for the product, so you know to, to match what we're doing with our you know against our competitors. Um, but basically, yeah, agencies pay a flat CPM, and the pricing is dependent on the format, so either static or video, and the type of inventory that you're looking for. Um, so I mean, that starts from about you know like if we're looking at open exchange, static inventory, static. Uh, posts on open exchange is from about 80 rand and it can go as high as about 240 cpm when we're looking at um you know videos on premium sites or video inventory on premium sites um for the bigger agencies so those that have their own kind of in-house trading desks or programmatic teams and tech stacks there we basically put in a self-service um, system where pricing is based on a usage model and comes with minimum guaranteed spend and the way we work with them here is we offer training and support to these clients. So once we onboard them, we teach them how to best use the system. We provide uh, you know support in terms of helping them create a number more of more of the ads. Um, we coach them on the new features that SpaceFact are continually be kind of bringing out. And we see that you know a lot of the a lot of the big in-house trading desks um, pick it up quite quickly and end up using it quite substantially for for you know once uh, a couple of months after we've started going with them. Um, in terms of the two services, um, which are used more often? Well, definitely managed service, um, simply because um, we need to we need to execute these programmatically. And I think a lot of the, the buyers that we're speaking to at the moment would prefer us to, you know, rather use the expertise that we've built in delivering millions and millions of these impressions. And because we have such a close, close connection to the team in, in San Francisco. So definitely managed service because it's something you can put on an insertion order as the line item and you know outsource that responsibility to us we handle all of it and anything goes wrong it's our fault essentially okay so you do offer hands-on support as well yes yes completely okay so in terms of your actual technical process that goes on behind the scenes can you take us through that sure um yeah this is casey here i'm happy to to walk you through kind of how how the product works um so we provide uh, a platform and that platform effectively is, is a translation layer for social media to, to paid media. Um, so we are integrated with all of the major social media platforms and we're also integrated with Google's ad server. Um, so Google, Google Ad Manager, DCM, DFA, they've changed the name of it a lot, but uh, Google's buy side ad server. So the way the, the platform works is we can pull out from any social media post or any any social media avatar um, the 
uh, all the metadata of the posts, all the number of likes and comments, all of the media assets, uh, all the brand avatar information, the brand avatar image, and uh, basically pull out all of those components and then recompile them uh, with all of our different templates uh, for, for different social media experiences, uh, recompile them in, in Google Ad Server uh, so that it can be served and tracked every individual element and support all the different click-through rates. We do also uh, pull out, like, so this, this, the creative stays up to date with the number of likes and comments uh, that are shown on social, um, and that is updated in real time. So whenever a user sees the a social display unit in the wild, it has the same number of likes and comments as as the uh, as the post does on social. So porting all of that back into Google's ad server in real time, uh, so that it's all fresh, and then at the end of the day, we're able to just provide uh, the the ad tag. Um, this whole process that I described takes less than 30 seconds uh, for a post to be converted into an ad tag because it's all done um, by by our integrations and our platform. And then that ad tag is production ready to, to activate on any DSP or media buying platform. What do you use to build creative? What platform? Uh, that's all our, our proprietary technology okay. um, for our platform uh, that, that compiles all of the uh, HTML5 and all of the templates and all of the, the social uh, data that, that's pulled from the social platforms um, and then compiled into a, a Google ad server tag so it can be served. Um, but all of that uh, under the hood is all, all the SpaceBack platform that we've built. How would you say this, um, does it help clients reduce cost in terms of production? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. that, that's, that's like one of, the, one of the things that we hear the most um, is just how, how amazing it is that clients can do this in a matter of really minutes. We actually in, in the States here had uh, a brand activate 14 minutes after uh, a demo of our platform, they were live serving real impressions. Um, so that's that's an idea of how quick someone can convert a post into an ad unit and, and activate it. Traditionally, you know, getting a, a new banner ad in, in market takes, you know, days minimum and, you know, often more more like weeks. Um, but, but yeah, there's a lot of cost savings and efficiency gains in, in using social display. And that's only, it's not only cost savings, it also opens the door to totally new types of executions. Um, we, we worked with the WNBA um, and they were doing a campaign where uh, every day they were showing highlights from yesterday's games in the ad unit, where with traditional creative, no one's going to be creating, you know, a new creative experience using content from yesterday every single day. Uh, but with, with our platform, they were able to um, po post on Instagram uh, the highlights from yesterday's games that they wanted to use, convert those into ad units, and then use our feeds feature so that anytime someone saw saw an ad unit, the content was actually uh, from from just yesterday or a highlight they may have may have seen or, or may have missed, but it was on their television the, the night before. Um, so a lot of efficiencies enable you know e even newer types of executions that weren't thought possible before SpaceX. So actually, real time um, executions. Yeah, that's right. And I think something else to to note, Audrey, is you know, especially in in uh, what I've experienced as well is you know, we at media you know build a massive campaign and we're all ready to go live on the right day, and then we hear from creative that creative is going to be late. Um, this allows us to you know, if we've got a, a, a preferred deal or a programmatic guaranteed deal that has to go live at a certain time, we're able to kind of lift a piece of social content that does exist somewhere. Uh, and pull that in as a creative, as opposed to waiting another week for creative to go through um, various phases of approval, if you will. 
Yeah, I think if you look at social media and how fast the conversation changes, there's no time to wait and have delays in creative. Um, and very often campaigns um, lag or you end up not getting full impact of that campaign simply because you were delayed with creative. Exactly. Yeah, guys, so I just want to ask you a question around this kind of proposition is going to disrupt the creative agency world. Have you seen this happening in the States? You know, we we see ourselves as uh, able to partner pretty well with creative agencies. Um, there's definitely some disruption, uh, you know, happening in that we're, we are changing, uh, like, legacy processes that are, you know, have, have become a bit antiquated. Um, but I think we are helping uh, creative agencies evolve. We're helping them do their best work and, you know, focus on being creative. And uh, a lot of what goes into the process of building a banner ad is, um, you know, resizing assets and overlaying uh, a call to action or, you know, things that aren't um, really creative. It's not really creative work. Uh, it's more pixel pushing. Um, so we think all, all we're really doing is enabling creative agencies to focus on being creative and focus on their best work. There's a whole lot of creativity that goes into um, posting social media content and creating social media campaigns. So I, I think we're just kind of changing where they can focus and leveraging the great work that creatives are doing so that it can power display advertising in a in a more automated way. Okay, and then if we have to look at the future, where to from here? Yeah, I'll, I'll give uh, my, my quick two cents on that. So the reality today is that, that paid media and social media are two totally different worlds. Um, so I think over time, those things definitely need to come closer together. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before, but um, you know, the, I think forward-looking marketers are understanding that social and, and paid media don't need to be two totally different teams and two totally different budgets. And there's a lot of learnings from social that can benefit paid media and, and vice versa. So I think over time, as, as these things come closer together, um, there will be a lot of opportunity for, for new product and new technology companies to help brands manage budgets more holistically and help teams with collaboration across channels. Uh, and that's really the white space that Spaceback is innovating in. Uh, we see creative as really just the ground floor uh, of being able to you know, help brands take the, the investment that they're making in social to be able to power their paid media. But I do think that is only the ground floor in, in terms of building, building software uh, and platforms that help brands manage, manage social and paid media more holistically. And I think from a from a rebel rebel point of view, um, you know, where to from here with us is obviously you know we've we've been around for about a year now. We've been pushing space back as hard as we could, um, and we've seen really really great results. You know, most meetings we we walk into, we come out with a booking or at least a test, and those tests end up um, you know re-signing based on the experiences that they've had. And we've seen also you know planners starting to get little bit more excited about you know being able to use social media outside of the walled garden you know we're breaking down these walled gardens um because the reality is you know while facebook and, and twitter and instagram everything do have huge user numbers those people don't just live within those gardens you know they they move outside they check they check the news on news 24 they look at cars on, on auto trader, they look for things to buy on Gumtree, um, and you know a lot of them they won't admit, but they read on e online, for example. So we're able to kind of move all of that uh, creative into those spaces. Um, so we're seeing a lot more kind of people taking risks on it. Um, yeah, you know, our aim is to obviously do as many campaigns as possible. 
we're building a lot more case studies and uh, essentially working towards volume two of the social display report for South Africa, you know, hoping to have a lot more impressions to read from and to continue growing the performance of that over the traditional banner space. Mm, I think that's very interesting because I was actually interviewing somebody on native content and it's great to see how native content and native ads start working side by side with each other in terms of understanding the customer journey and looking at attribution further down the line. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you've got like with with you know, putting this all together, you know, you've got all this wonderful richness that programmatic buying allows, you know, in, in both the kind of a native space space and a display space, you know, all of that wonderful uh, linking and conversion tracking and attribution modeling all exists in this space now. And, you know, specifically, if you look at Facebook cutting their attribution window from 28 days to seven days, that cuts out a whole bunch of time for people to, you know, see where their products are purchased. You know, moving it over to programmatic, we've got a lot, much longer kind of, um, you know, attribution times and, and attribution windows. So we're happy to see what's going to happen for it. So in closing, guys, um, if whether it's a media agency, creative agency or brand listening to this podcast today want to get hold of you, how can they do that? I think from a, from a South African point of view, definitely you can reach out to myself and my team. It's you know, just at, at Rebel Rebel. Um, we're constantly jumping on calls with you know, people all throughout the stakeholder kind of chain. Um, and providing solutions to each of them, providing training, providing insights. So, yeah, definitely be able to reach out to me. Um, and I suppose, you know, with uh, to find out more about the product, I would you know, recommend speaking to Casey as he's built the, the product himself there. Yeah, and I'm Casey at spaceback.com, and uh, I I live in my inbox and, and answer every email. So uh, I, I love talking about this stuff. Hopefully it, it came out in this podcast that um, – we, we do have a lot of passion for this and, and really do think that uh, social display is pushing the industry forward. So we'd we'll, love to chat to, you know, with anyone about some of these themes. Wonderful. Thanks, guys. And it's great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you so much for having us. Bye. We're excited. You're excited. I really value and appreciate your support during this time. Helping decision makers navigate the change and keep some change in their pockets. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow our Instagram handle at TalkDigitalZA. Engage us on our website at TalkDigitalZA.co.za. And who knows, you could be featuring on the next one.